Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, I want to give a thanks to some sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free on whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. Thanks to our friends at The Exchange, a company that started with just vinyl records, really, and music has grown to so much more. Uh, not only have you seen their logo on Shaw Mason's ring gear, but you've seen it all over on our stuff, uh, including our flyers, and they have become a very uh, fun partner. So stop into one of their stores. They have multiple locations throughout the Northeast Ohio area, and you can not only now just get music, but all sorts of vintage clothing, uh, I think toys or collectibles, so many different things from the exchange. There's so much, so much collectibles. So yeah, like, much. Action it's, figures, it's hard to just toys. pinpoint one thing. There's so much stuff there. And tons of uh, vintage video games as well. And video game yeah. systems. It's pretty much, they pretty much have everything for sale there now. Right. It's like the uh, biggest garage sale you could ever find, but it's a store. Pretty much. Yeah, with like a lot of, uh, it's more like a museum. Honestly, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of weird old stuff. Uh, speaking of museums, Toy Hio this Saturday. Uh, that's what I look at Toy Hio as because everything in, is so expensive. I just walk around it like I'm at a museum for the day. <laughs> yeah, check out Toy Hio. Uh, they're always great partners of ours. Uh, they will have some. Very special guests there as well, doing meet and greets and things. I know uh, All Ego, Ethan Page, will be there for sure. I've seen him Cole advertise. Cabana. Cole Cabana. The Bunny from AEW. Oh, there you go. Nice little guest Space list. Space Monkey. Space Monkey. Well, how about that? Space Monkey, you could see not only at Toy Ohio, but it turns out you back can in see action. him on our show, Back in Action, later on that night in Youngstown. Uh, more on that a little bit later on. And uh, also, have I been to Ohio? Ohio? I've never been yet. If you got time on the way out Saturday, you should swing through because it is a sight to behold. I mean, unreal job that uh, Rick does to put together Toy Ohio. It's just like rooms and rooms and rooms of like your entire childhood. It's uh, it's pretty awesome, honestly. We will also have a table there. We're trying to set up uh, a couple uh, meet and greets of our of our own of uh, AIW talents who are going to be in the area on Saturday for the uh, okay there big return go. to Youngstown uh, Saturday night at the Westside Bowl. First time uh, AIW has been in Youngstown since two thousand and seven. Wow, that's uh, sixteen years ago. How about that? Then also. Uh, Old enough typically, to drive. Typically a sponsor of of ours, presumably going to be at Toy Hio serving up the food because they usually are, are our good friends at Smoke and Jay's Barbecue. Uh, if you are in the Maslin or Canton area, make sure you check them out. If you're in Northeast Ohio in general, they do all sorts of catering. I know they've already advertised uh, on their social media, which you can follow at Smokin underscore Jays, J-A-Y-S, B-B-Q. Uh, they are already booking events throughout the summer, so... You got a high school graduation party, college graduation party. Uh, you're gonna have a fun wedding reception of some sort. Bar Check mitzvah, out smoking jays. Bar mitzvah, <laughs> yeah. Those happen during the summertime, sure. Uh, some confirmation for you Catholics and 
Protestants or whatever if you go through that. All sorts of different reasons you might have Smoke and Jay's barbecue. Uh, maybe it's just a bachelor party or just a fun gathering of people and you've got some money you want to burn. Hit them up. Uh, as John alluded to, as we sit here, AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. Uh, Ronald Two Legs with the week off. This is a funky schedule, you know? Sometimes it's all three of us. Sometimes there's Wife's birthday. Shout out to Wife's Kate. Wife's birthday. Shout out to Kate. What? No better way to kick off the shout out segment than shouting out to uh, Kate, wife of Ronald Two Legs. Last name Two Legs. Kate Two Legs, yeah. She. I mean, she does also have two legs, so why not? Uh, did somebody else have a birthday recently in the AIW lore? Or am I just making that up? I thought there's a oh, birthday sure. coming up. There's a... Uh, I think Ziggy posted her birthday's coming up. Matt Wadsworth has a birthday coming up. It does. Matt Wadsworth's birthday usually falls around President's Day, which is coming up. Funny how that works. Because we always uh, celebrate that reasoning. What about... Uh, when's Parlay Pete's birthday? Isn't that coming up? Oh, I don't know. I'm it is coming calendar. up. It is coming up. I knew it. I knew there was a birthday right around the corner. Hey, listen, when you come out to Youngstown this weekend, folks, you are, ooh, Parlay Pete's not going to be in the house, is he? Or is he? Yeah, he'll be there. He is there. He'll be there. That's right. Because the boys, the boys are taking on the shooters. The boys got a, yeah, they got a defense. They got a title defense. You know Parlay Pete's going to be in the house. We're talking about, when we say Parlay Pete, none other than the six-figure man, the Duke, uh, we will see how nice this turns up because his birthday is the day after, February 12th. So oh, that is Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. What a bad birthday for a guy with such a bad gambling habit. <laughs> or good birthday. He's going to get all that birthday money. Well, I mean, not, not maybe, maybe not these days, but that's probably what started his gambling habit. Wow. Birthday yeah, around gonna... Super Bowl Sunday. So everybody's like, hey, here's a bunch of money. What are you going to do with it? You should lay a bet down. And he's like, what's a bet? And like, oh, it's like this. And then that was it. Yeah. So hopefully somebody brings a cake with 75 candles on it this Saturday. At the stroke of midnight, we'll be celebrating Parlay Pete. 75. <laughs> I like that he went from. Uh, Is he 75? How old? Halfway, no, it's only like a year or two ago that you told me he was halfway to 100. Yeah, COVID though, you know, it ages somebody twenty five years. Yeah, I mean, we you know we gained we gained some years, we lost some years. I'm just doing math. Yeah, who knows? He, who knows how old he is at this point? Thanks to COVID, you never know. I'm going seventy five. Seventy five. All right, that's uh that's a good round number. Sure, we'll somebody go with bring that. Bring a cake. Somebody bring a cake. Three quarters of the way to one hundred. That's a long hashtag. I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if the West Side Bowl knows uh, what they signed up for. I'll say that they're sounds like they're maybe getting a little cold feet on uh, AIW coming to town. Oh, they have a big one of have a big phone conference today. And and did you have it? No, Pedro had it. Oh, okay. No updates yet from. Nah, I mean it's still it's still it's still on, but you know there's. Uh, Couple of hidden fees and, and and things like that they that they dropped on us. So, uh, mm-hmm. well, how, let's let's get to the the bottom of this, the heart of the matter, if you will. 
Unless you got okay. more shout outs you want to throw out there. But I, I figured no, I, after we I shouted out, shout out, after we shouted out the Duke for his birthday, I figured you want to get rid of the shout out segment now. Yeah, I'm all done. What, what, what are we getting to here? <laughs> how, how did this whole setup come about going to the West Side Bowl? Uh, a lot of people actually uh, kept telling us like, hey, you should do a show at this place. This is like place has a w written all over it you know stacy silvers uh edward jonathan bats jonathan edward bats whichever uh whichever uh order that goes in uh lots of people were uh suggesting it to us uh ethan student ethan as well um and he was in the area and he went and kind of like uh there were some preliminary discussions uh but they wanted like an in-person meeting which you know, I just did not have time to go drive out there and do. And Ethan went and kind of, <clears throat> you know, went in with our terms, in which uh, were agreed to. You know, on both sides. And uh, I don't know. They're, they're saying a different story today. And uh, you know, with only a few days to go, you know, we and flights booked and things like that. You know, we're, we have really uh, no choice but to. Uh, give in to these demands, so to speak. But uh, I'm hopeful that by the end of the night, they will uh, they will be singing a different tune, so to speak, as far as uh, all that goes. Because I, I really think that they just don't think anybody's going to show up or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't I, – I don't think they understand what they've signed up for. So, you know, hopefully when the AW Faithful show up and, you know, rack up that bar tab and kitchen tab and, and all that stuff – uh, hopefully they're a little bit more relaxed uh, when it comes to potentially negotiating a return date. I'll say that. I mean, here's a legitimate question. Does anybody ever know what they've signed up for with AIW? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. It's very, uh, it's, I don't know. Like it's hard to explain. It's they, like they, they think they do, and then they have like a lot of preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. Which, like, for better or worse, are they do. I feel like disproven. You know, like, right, right. Like, which are typically disproven. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, like this is this is what I don't think people understand when it comes to being in this kind of genre of uh, entertainment. Is you know when. Especially when, like, look at the Odeon situation. Like, everyone's like, oh, just get another venue. There ain't a lot of venues to be had that are accepting of pro wrestling. And, you know, I'm not going to dive too much into it, but, like, another one of our venues is now getting uh, pressured to not book us anymore. Uh, Based on, like, you know, their insurance coverage. You know, there's all this, you know, uh, it's been a very difficult venue week i'll say that um, yeah things have been interesting that's for sure which you know i'm not going to dive in i'm, I'm not going to dive into that situation i'm uh, we are working hard and have looked into spending quite a bit of money to square it all away you know we're just waiting for i don't know and, and it's not their fault either you know I, and once it's all squared away or, you know, whatever the final verdict is, I'll, I'll dive into what, what exactly is going on. But 
Yeah, it's just uh, it's to, it's it's real tough to find venues that want to work with you. That's why the Odeon was so great. I mean, look at Mount Carmel. You know what I mean? Some new guy yeah. came in and said, no, you guys are out. I don't care how much money you're paying. Like, yeah. we even offered to pay more, and they said, no way. You know, like, it, some people just don't want the money. They just don't like it. Um, Some people don't understand it. Some people tried it with some other group and got ripped off and put everybody in that same category. Well, um, and to an extent, that's even what makes it, what has made the Tadmore Shrine become a good partner because they were the one one of the ones that was kind of like, oh, don't really know how we feel about this. Don't know if we understand it. And they've turned out to be a great partner. Uh, you know, they've they've been there. Well, they see that we, we clean up. Yeah, but we like we we've been potting so inconsistently and stuff like. I didn't dive into like that whole thing, like almost blew up in December, like at the show, you know, when they allowed us to make up that date on the 30th, like all the people that we dealt with, they like fired that day. Oh, really? Yes. And (laughs) they brought in like a whole like new, like administrative, you know, body or whatever. It's like not trying like, it's like the Shriners like employ people to do the day to day or something like I thought we were just dealing with the Shriners, but like they got rid of all the people that we dealt with. And then like all the new people are there and they're watching the show and like that show got way out of control. And I was really upset with a lot of people on that show because we were getting a shit ton of heat. Yeah. And that was our only venue left. And well, thankfully Pedro was, you know, able to smooth talk everything over. And, you know, now the new people, once they kind of saw that, you know, we cleaned everything up and, you know, they made all this money and concessions and at the bar and stuff like that, I, you know, at the end of the day, they, uh, were happy, but I mean, that, that was a, a very stressful, uh, night as well that I don't think I I dove into on the podcast. So like they brought in like a whole new staff and like when there's like new turn, I mean that's essentially the Mount Carmel situation. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was we were all like terrified about that. And uh, now I think you know we're all good there. And um, but yeah, it's just crazy, cra- craziness, craziness. Cra- I mean, you know, even you know we, we did the thing of the outpost and. You know, they kind of hit us with the, you know, we need this much thing. And, you know, they wanted to charge underagers, you know, a, a premium at the door, even though they bought a ticket. Like, yeah, there's just all kinds of, you know what I mean? Like, venues are yeah. just weird. Yeah. Well, hey, money cures a lot of things. Um, and that's essentially what was happened there at the, the Shriners. I know there was a uh, little dill helped us out a little bit there, too, because there was one guy that was working there and was like, Oh, my son was a huge fan when you were on there. I told him that you were here cause I saw you coming in and I got to get a picture with you later. If that's okay. And, and you know, I, t- I texted him. I was like, you're not going to believe who's on this show. And then that, I mean, that was a big deal. Went a long way. So yeah, those yeah, are the, 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 the TV stars certainly, uh, helped the, uh, the shrine situation. I, I, from what I understand, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just been been very very stressful few days. Um, you know, obviously that was in December, and you know we squared that away, and then you know, uh, they honored our dates, and obviously we were there this past Saturday, and, and, and everything went good, and you know they're now they're like they seem like fully kind of behind us this new regime uh they even asked us like if we wanted to book our 2024 dates yet so like we took that as a good sign you know what i mean but wow yeah that's huge uh it doesn't always go that way but yeah i'm hopeful you know i'm because i would really like to coordinate shows every time there's a toy hio to do something in youngstown because i mean i know a lot of people travel in for it Toy Hio only goes to 4 p.m. Um, they never oh, go yeah, any later perfect. than that. They they never go any later than that. So um, that is the plan is to kind of, you know, work in synergy with Toy Hio. Um, but we're going to see how it goes Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, and I also, Pedro said, like, everything was like a, a very civil conversation. Um you know, it's just, I don't know, you know, like we've come to understand that, you know, when you're dealing with a music venue, these things kind of pop up here and there. Sure. So, um, and it's maybe that's just the way, you know what I mean? That's just the way they do business. But uh, I joked to Pedro, um you know, because he just responded, you know, it's cost of doing business. And I was like, put that on my fucking tombstone, cost of doing business. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a lot of cost of doing business, you know, like, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey, I will say this. Uh, we had a hell of a time last Saturday. Did we ever. I mean, Paul London, man, what a fucking treat of a, of a human. <laughs> I mean, man, like... I wish you could just move here, you know, just, uh, just hang out with us all the time. Great hangout guy, you know, great, just, uh, incredible seminar. You know, I will say, you know, I know a lot of promoters and people that run wrestling schools and, and things like that. Listen to this podcast, reach out and try to get that Paul London seminar, at a wrestling school. Cause it was just like, like next level stuff. And honestly, if, Old School Iron didn't close. Paul London would have still been teaching that seminar by the time they needed to load up the ring to go to the show on Saturday. I mean, we had to, like, literally drag him out of there after, like, four or five hours. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, man, come on. I'm just getting started, you know? And, like, we're just like, dude, like, they're kicking us out. You know what I mean? Like, we can't yeah. stay here all night. Uh, just great, great seminar. Uh, ended up going to dinner after the seminar and, you know, we ended up talking until, you know, one thirty in the morning or something like that. Uh, just a really great guy, interesting guy. You know, had a, had a very interesting career. Comes from a, a really kind of this, like, crazy time in wrestling in that, you know, early, late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, just is a wealth of knowledge and incredible stories. Uh, but, yeah, oh, yeah. We, uh, we had a uh, great time. This weekend with Paul London and, and the rest of the crew in Akron at the Shrine. Uh, really happy with the show. Uh, I thought it was, 
you know, that one was looking really grim pre-sale wise. Um, we thought it was by far going to be the uh, lowest attended Tadmore Shrine show. But man, did Akron love to walk up on Saturday. They Jesus. did, yeah. Uh, I mean, even, you know, I, I'm more doom and gloom than Pedro. Pedro's always pretty optimistic. Uh, and he was just like, oh, man, this is not looking good. <laughs> you know, and like, I don't know what, like, I think like he said, like something like 170 people walked up or something like that. Like some crazy number. That's a wild number. Right, like just a crazy, crazy number. Um, wow. Yeah, so like we wound up like, you know, it wasn't the best shrine show, but like it wasn't an embarrassment. Like we were we were like right in that three hundred range or something like that. You know, maybe a little over, a little under, give or take. Yeah, I would say my, fo- my phone's on my phone's on the charger, so I don't have the exact report in front of me. I, I was gonna say just just gauging. If, I feel like I've become a pretty good gauge with like that venue, but uh, I would say that we eyeball test. We were a little over three. Um, and just if I'm trying to remember what the what the presale was, and with that number, yeah. with that walk up, I think I think we're right between three and four so it might have been like a 350 kind of deal um yeah it's some is, it was so you know somewhere in that range you know but it was like man it was low you know it, it was it was uh it was real low uh as far as pre-sale pre-sale went um and then you know you just i don't know you know like it, you just don't know why or what or you know second guess and um Sure enough, you know, people people showed up. So uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of reasoning and rationale that you can go with, especially this time of year. I mean, we know traditionally Ohio, right? So February always predominantly one of the coldest months, and people don't necessarily want to go out because it's so cold, and you know, it's just just there's a a million things, million reasons. But uh, right, yeah, it was good. Good walk up. But yeah. I thought it, I, I thought it was great. Um, you know, we we uh, implemented this new thing to where we're gonna always try to take. We're gonna book the shows like we normally would, but we're always gonna try to take a match or two, depending on how it shakes out, and put it on the pre-show or the kickoff show or whatever you want to call it, um, prior to going live on fight. So like, the live audience will always get one to two extra matches that will eventually wind up on YouTube or something. And, you know, maybe as we evolve, uh, we will broadcast them live on YouTube or Facebook or something as a promotional tool. Uh, we're not there yet, but you know, we're, we're getting kind of in that habit of that. And then, you know, there's an extra incentive for people to arrive early. Um, you know, you may want to see wrestler X, you know what I mean? And then, Oh man, they're on the they're on the pre-show. They're going on between six thirty and seven twenty. You know what I mean, like stuff like that. You know, we're just we're we're just experimenting, and then um, you know, trying to make the live stream. You know that, which I mean, I think it worked because, dude, like we were like out of that building so quick. You know, and it was the show was over so early. As far as well, you know, shows being over are concerned you know what i mean yeah but getting getting out of that 
place so quick and get it cleaned up so quick was uh, largely thanks to our main event of the evening, uh, which which had a little bit of everything. The only the only thing missing out of that main event was a Paul London forearm handshake. But oh, the full the, the Paul London brother shake, full, you know, where he yeah. grabs the arm, yeah, Paul London brother shake. Gotta love that brother shake, man. That uh, was that was the only thing not in the main event. Poor, poor, uh, fly all the flying guys. You know, the show was over, and like everyone wanted the. You know, we were all deciding that we were gonna come back closer to Cleveland to, you know, uh, grab a couple uh, pops with the boys afterwards. Uh, shout out to uh, Parker Pierce. We went to go surprise him, but uh, poor, you know, the rest of the guys that flew in because that Paul London stayed and talked to every last last fan that was leaving the Tadmore Shrine. Yeah, and like people are like, come on, man, we got to drive forty five minutes already. You know, like let's go. And Paul stayed and talked to every single person that wanted to talk to him before uh, they could hit the road, which I thought was. Uh, pretty funny and you know like uh some sometimes we have extra eight by tens left over from the meet and greets and uh you know someone will be like ah here's uh 10 extra ones or whatever you know and sometimes they wind up in patreon packages or whatever paul london also stayed and signed every single last piece of merchandise that we had <laughs> <laughs> like just an incredible guy yeah he was man he was a blast uh just to be around hang out with good 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 hangs with paul london and i mean a good show you know this is another case of uh you know you know here's what i think is, is growing and happening with that tadmore shrine audience and, and crew there are a little bit of some growing pains happening there where we built this audience up with with huge meet and greets right those have always been our best numbers and Coming back from COVID, we did what we've been trying to do, and we have all these graduates from the school now, and we've really created these home-built, homegrown stories. And we have our fly-ins, but largely, this show, just like so many others within the last year uh, at the Tadmore Shrine, was comprised of roster members created, made by AIW, you know, through our through our school. And... I think what we're we're starting to see now and where that walk up comes from is that people we're we're getting that we're starting to get that buy in from what was and it's such a, a crazy term. You know, people talk about casual wrestling fan, right? You you've talked about it on here, uh bro using broski to rope in the universe. Well, we're starting to see the conversion of some of those people to becoming AIW fans. So now when they see an advertisement on social media or whatever, they happen to catch the fact that AIW is going to be at the Tadmore Shrine. They know what that means. So are those numbers uh, as big as bringing in a huge meet and greet? No, because we're always going to get more people who have no idea who we are, who want to see that meet and greet, but they're willing to come out and have a great time to watch pro wrestling. But to see where we were between three and 400 and this Akron crowd largely built upon us honestly that's i mean that's phenomenal right i mean you know we're we're praising paul london but you know he's he's not the the caliber of of some of these legends that we've brought to the shrine so this was a a really big test um you know much like 1230 was you know what i mean you know we had yeah. we had brian myers and you know we had we had 
Joey Janela and, and, and our crew and, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, their level of fame is, you know, nothing to sneeze at, but, you know, what we, what we had been doing in the Tadmore Shrine was, was drastically different. Um, you know, we we were talking, you know, Ricky Steamboat, Harley Race, you know, like Scott Hall, the, like, yep crazy crazy legends that that we were bringing to that venue so uh it was nice that we were able to sustain a large portion of that you know and who knows where they all come from if they you know if it's always you know 300 new new people or we've retained or you know what i mean that's such a hard analysis to do but um to go Certainly in there, we have our, our regular regulars, which is which is always great, and always appreciate right. them rolling out. But um, yeah, but I I think that we've we've started to create. And we've talked about it here before. We started to kind of create some Akron regulars, which is interesting, right? And you know, uh, Dom and I kind of sat down, and and you know, he helps me uh, kind of. Uh, reach out to people. You could maybe call him assistant booker or underbooker or whatever. You know, like uh, he'll shoot me ideas. I'll change them. Like you know, and like I'll say, oh, okay, let's do this. Reach out to this person. You know what I mean? And like we sat down though, and uh, we decided that we want to kind of give every venue. While AIW is always going to kind of have this like crossover, we wanted to give each venue a little bit of its own vibe, you know, like maybe you won't see, you know, this is an example, like maybe you don't see Sam Holloway at the Masonic temple, but you see Sam Holloway at the Tadmore shrine. And, you know, maybe, you know, you see, you know, um, members only at the Winchester and, you know, maybe you'll see him at the shrine, you know, or maybe you'll see him at the temple. You know what I mean? Like, we're just trying to kind of like we have so many guys now and girls that we work with you know we're trying to kind of figure out a way to not do like a brand split like that's kind of weird but you know like make them their own home base you know what i mean based on their proximity uh of of where they they are from so uh, you know obviously you know uh, you're going to have your people that are crossing over on all you know, every venue that we do on every date that we do. Um, but like, for example, you know, Sam Holloway, I mean, has done great these past two Tadmore Shrine shows in the, in the Shrine, has had great performances. Um, you know, and Shaw Mason has, has done good, but maybe he's more of a greater Cleveland area person until he really breaks through as someone, you know, both of these, I'm using just both these guys as an example, you know, right. before they really break through to the acceptance of as a whole from our fan base, you know, maybe you're not going to see them on every event and we're going to spread people out. And then the people that we feel you want to see every event, like a Josh Bishop or, uh, you know, Bitcoin boys or Wes Barkley or something like that. You know what I mean? Or Derek Dillinger. You'll see them across the majority of the shows. Uh, But we're kind of working on giving all these different venues a a little bit of their own flavor, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense. And I think it works out great. It's, it's, um, 
at least it's not a brand split, but it kind of it's cultivating an identity for these different audiences and and different shows and different venues. And I, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, you know, it's kind of like the situation where you know we do an Odeon show and you would have anticipated to see Matt Justice, right? Um, you know, something to something to that effect, and I think that works out great. Uh, now, what you're going to see in Youngstown this coming week, uh, you know, who knows? It'll vary. We got all sorts of stuff going on. You got, I mean, the one big thing that's going on, if you had not seen yet, folks, uh, we're bringing the Sandman back to AIW. Right, he is and, com- uh, coming to the West Side Bowl. And Youngstown is like what you would consider like, uh, like a. It's it's just the the uh, the great unknown, right? It, it's we haven't been there since two thousand seven, so mm-hmm. I mean we're gonna we're gonna do our best to give you the full AW experience, and you know maybe until we see how it goes, you're not gonna get like the in ring talent fly-ins and things like that because we don't know how the show's going to go you know what i mean it's it's not doing gangbusters and sales just yet um which is maybe why west side bull is a little concerned too which is understandable uh but i wanted to kind of hit it like we did like we established a shrine a little bit and bring in a name for a signing uh you know where the sandman falls on on that for caliber really depends on your tastes um, I think it's awesome. You know what I mean? The Sandman in a bowling alley music venue. Like, <laughs> it sounds yeah. like a perfect fit to me. Right. Uh, but, you know, like I said, this is a, this is a great, this is the great unknown. Um, you know, the only talent from the area is Chase Oliver. Um, so, you know, we don't know. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen as far as ticket sales and, and all that goes, but we're going to give it a shot. Uh, and I thought definitely bringing in a signing person was going to give us our best shot at establishing it because I, so I, I look at this, I look at the signings, like, you know, I looked at when we were building the shrine up, you know, it's like an infomercial, right? Like the, the name is going to get them through the door, right? Like that's like, you know, like, they don't know who who anybody else is on the show. Most of the people, uh, especially those early shrine shows uh, outside of our regular fan base. But like, you just need to get them through the door, and then the AIW talent in the ring will get them to come back. Not all of them, obviously, but I think that our in-ring performances can retain a large portion of that audience that just shows up to get an autograph. Yeah, and, trying this, trying the same plan in in Youngstown, and and one of those matches indeed that we've already mentioned, um, the shooters taking on the Bitcoin Boys for the tag team titles. Uh, that's one where I think the in ring performances are going to uh, capture people and get them intrigued with everything about AIW, uh, and that would be expected. You know, these are high performance guys. Bitcoin Boys have been obviously performing well. They are your tag team champions. And and they are taking on really the the standard former tag right team now. champions. Yeah, former tag team champions and the shooters. I mean, listen, this whole card. I, I'm really happy with with how it came together. I mean, you get the you get the AIW experience uh, 
through and through on, on this one, you know, from the Sandman to, like you said, the shooters and, and the Bitcoin boys, you know, you have Dominic Greeny versus the debuting cheeseburger from uh, Ring of Honor. Right. Uh, nine, you know, that that's huge, which we, we tried a few different things. It, it just didn't line up. But uh, I asked Tom who he wanted to wrestle and he said cheeseburger. Uh, and I said, okay, you know, let's make it happen. Uh, this is uh, 100% uh, Dom's choice on uh, who he wanted to who he wanted to wrestle. Um, you know, I was gonna have I was gonna have him get in there with Cisco Silver or somebody like that, somebody who can uh, where they could have really showcased uh, technical ability. And mm-hmm. uh, he said, hey, you know what? I have a I have a strange. Uh, suggestion somebody i've really wanted to wrestle for a long time and he named cheeseburger so you know we reached out to cheeseburger and we worked out a deal but uh yeah i mean you know i i really like this card um you know we said it earlier you have space monkey returning mm-hmm. uh he's going against austin james who i think you know i i think austin james has really been performing well like he may not have exactly clicked as far as the AW fans are concerned, or he's not as, you know, polarizing as say a Shaw Mason or even a Sam Holloway, but uh, he's been having some great performances coming out of the AW school. And, uh, you, you know, he's somebody that we definitely wanted to make sure was, was on the show. And he's going to be in there with Anthony, Anthony Young, who uh, has been, you know, popping up on, on shows here and there since last year. Uh, he, he was at the Winchester. Uh, he was at the Outpost in Kent. <coughs> um, another guy that uh, we're really high on and thinks uh, there's a ton of upside in, you know, as soon as, you know, he kind of clicks things into that next gear. Uh, Space Monkey is returning. You know, what, what else can be said about that other than <laughs> Space Monkey is returning? Uh, I think everybody's excited for that. Um and then, you know, Jocelyn Navarro, who is, you know, been on a tear since, uh, you know, since starting with AIW. So, yeah. Uh, really, yeah, she's really interesting quite some time. mix, right? Like, really interesting mix of talent. Um, I, I think that match right there, you know, gives you the AIW experience. Yeah, I would say so. You've got, uh, I mean, you've got a little bit of AIW. Uh, fresh blood in terms of Anthony Young just kind of you know getting in with the company uh, the, the AIW Academy and Austin James you got an AIW Classic and Space Monkey and uh, you know you got Jocelyn the uh, the vet here with AIW at this point so I mean yeah that definitely gives you that experience like you said yeah, it's kind of like the yeah right it's kind of like the old guard the current guard and the guard to come you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. past present future almost in in one match yeah, and then, you know, you got stalwarts that people uh, still enjoy in general. you got Balking Season's going to take on PME. PME been on a run, hot tear. They're obviously embroiled in a nice feud, as if you uh, followed us on social media with uh, uh, Euthanasia, Josh Prohibition, and, and, and M-Dog. But you would have to think, though, too, this match will have uh, tag title shot implications, right? Like, uh, can Balking Season work their way back up to a title shot? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, this is this is huge for them. They've been unsuccessful against the Bitcoin boys, and now it's like, like you said, hey, it's time to work your way back up. No better place can than we, to start with PME, also former tag and, team champions. And can we be working back towards a, a, a PME versus the Shooters' tag 
champs again. You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of uh, things that could happen here. Um, you know, you have uh, Isaiah Bronner, Broner, you know, uh, Carson says it Bronner, as I had to do some commentary with him would on, be Broner. on Saturday. I yeah, like I call him Broner. He calls him Bronner, and he was throwing throwing me off uh, the whole time. But uh, Isaiah Broner will be taking on Tyson Riggs, a little bear shark karate versus uh, a little eight mile destroying uh, <laughs> bear shark martial arts, <laughs> seven mile destroying. <laughs> yeah, seven mile destroyer. You know, I'm a little off. That's all right. It's one one exit away. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean one exit, one exit. As long as you know it's uh, exit one eight seven, Bishop Road. Stay oh, away yeah, from that one. You're safe. That. But yeah, I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, the the mesh of styles here. You know, I I would compare this to an early like UFC one. You know what I mean? Like uh, just two completely different styles getting in the ring, and we're gonna see what happens. Yeah, maybe this, Tyson Riggs has the upset in him. You know, I I don't think any of us know what his uh, his actual skill set is. I I don't have his competition record. You know, it's yeah. not on cage match. I don't it's, know what. Uh, what no, is they don't the, do cage uh, match for Bear Shark Martial Arts. What is the what is the cage match for uh, Taekwondo competitions or karate exhibitions? Uh, There's got to be one. Got to right? be yeah. Reddit boardbreak.com or something. Yeah. What's the? Uh, you know, it's got to be a Reddit thread for all this stuff somewhere. Who knows? Maybe he's you know, maybe he's gonna pull it out. Maybe. If maybe. would you? What do you think the uh, the FanDuel odds would be on this one? Well, again, since we don't have an actual professional record for Tyson Riggs on this background, because we don't have a cage match or anything, I would I would think that the FanDuel odds have be are gonna be st- stacked in. Isaiah Broner's favor, uh, especially because of the fact that we now know he is going to have a title shot in a triple threat match later on in March, right? He's got to be an ad- odds-on favorite. And listen, Tyson think, Riggs, what, Tyson Riggs what, gets if, to show his toughness again. But If Tyson Riggs wins, does he get into that title match? That's what I was going to ask Ty- you. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's a hypothetical, right? We got to ask the yeah. people. Sound Can he off. shock the world? Can he shock the world? Uh, you if, know, if Tyson stuck- Riggs wins, is he headline in the temple on March twenty fourth? Sound off at Steve at the Steve guy. Let him know. <laughs> yeah, just to me, and also maybe to at AI Wrestling. The these <laughs> are better bet. Uh, at the Steve guy. Sound off. Let him know. Is Tyson Riggs going to shock the world this Saturday in Youngstown with Bear Shark? Martial arts. Look, he, he showed toughness, right? He got in there, mixed it up with Kaplan, uh, took it literally. Well, that's on what the I'm chain. saying. Maybe you know, maybe that Kaplan match taught him a little, uh, a little something. You know, he, he's obviously coming in a little bit more prepared. Yeah, can't just come in finesse these these big heavy hitters. You gotta, ooh, you Kaplan, gotta uh, be tough. Kaplan knocked the blonde off of him. He's not even blonde anymore. Did you see him? I saw that. I was like, who's this guy? Was he blonde when he wrestled Kaplan? I think Kaplan might have knocked his hair a different color. I thought it was blonde. I don't know. He and I Mike can't Montgomery, recall, maybe the I same saw him, stylist. I, I saw him Saturday, and his hair was a different color, and I thought, man, did Kaplan hit him so hard, his hair changed color? Might have busted his wig, as they say. Knocked the, knocked the blonde right off. Yeah, gave him a cut. Split his wig open? Split his wig open? Yeah. 
Wig splitter, Kaplan? Kaplan will be on the show, by the way. Why wouldn't you put Kaplan on a show in a bowling alley? I mean, we were, you know, we were, we were giving Kaplan a little break, you know. He uh, was not on... Um, he was not on the uh, shrine this past Saturday. Uh, and to be honest, I don't know if he's going to be on the temple on 324. Oh. So this might be your only shot to see Kaplan in the next month or so. That card is uh, quickly developing into a very expensive endeavor, but that is a conversation for another day. <laughs> uh, you know, I was just thinking as we are – yeah, approaching March. If Tyson Riggs wins this weekend, I mean that kind of sets up some some March madness, if you will, on that show in the Temple on March twenty fourth. So just you know, just using a play on of words and pop culture events that go on there. But uh, yeah, oh, Catholic. Some, so, somebody's very upset that we're running during the women's uh, March Madness in in Cleveland. Oh. Sorry so about I'm that, all, folks. I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware about March Madness because somebody was just like, "Well, hey, great uh, date." You know, sorry, I can't plan around everything. You know what I mean? Right. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, one guy. One guy was just real pissed on Twitter. Says, I'm sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. This is the day they had available. Yeah. Question for you, Kaplan, Kaplan versus Sydney. Yeah, Kaplan, Kaplan versus, versus Sydney. Sydney. If, if Kaplan. Knock the blonde off of Tyson Riggs. Can he knock either the accent off of Sid Von England or knock Sid Von England back to the UK? What do you think? I don't know, but Kaplan was talking about he's he's trying to get a, an international career going. He was saying Saturday, he said he's trying to get he's trying to get a couple a couple of matches over across the pond. Well, he uh, might want to consider taking it easy on Sid then, just so he can get those Euro Kaplan relations off to a good start. Yeah, he's trying to he's 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 trying to develop into uh, international superstar Kaplan, uh, and maybe this is the stepping stone. You know, maybe he's uh, he wants this match to, to send to promoters in the in the UK. He's really uh, he's really determined to get some matches across the pond going. Uh, this year, so how well? Know, do maybe you think- maybe we're gonna see catches catch can Kaplan say oh. that ten times. You know, say that ten times fast. I'm catches catch try. can Kaplan. Not even gonna try. Man, uh, it's too late to make that T-shirt probably, but man, yeah, that, that would sell. Catches catch can Kaplan T-shirts. Um, he could take him over to Europe with him, I guess. Do you? How well do you think the Kaplan jerky sales go in your, Europe? Oh, there's probably some fucking rule about. Uh, importing food right you ever watch that uh border patrol show where they're always like taking cigarettes out of people's bags no you know what i'm talking about <laughs> no idea you never seen that show no people are always just trying to fly with cigarettes in their bags they're always like oh you can't bring this many cigarettes in australia you're fucked <laughs> oh you ever right. seen that show never it's seen like, that show Oh, they just, I watched one day, like, I just watched it for like six hours straight. And all it is is like people trying to bring cigarettes over. There is a lot of uh, television on television, and uh, there's no way that but I But then they also did it to people it. with food. They also did it to people with food. They're like, oh, you can't bring this food in here. Oh, that's you crazy. You can't bring a talk. banana into New Zealand that could have a disease on it. 
So I don't think Kaplan's allowed. I don't know. I don't think your Kaplan's uh, jerky is allowed to fly internationally. Man, well, he's gonna have to find some jerky over there, or some some deer or something. I don't know what he's gonna do. They got deer over there. I know that. At least in the UK. Man, I got a lot of deer coming out of my backyard. Yeah. I got one coming. It's got. It only walks on three three legs. There's something wrong with its leg. Ooh. Maybe somebody took a bad shot. Messed it up. At some I don't know point. what's wrong with it, but it's unsettling. It comes to my house. Hmm. I threw some apples. I threw some apples out for it. Hopefully, it's living. Well, maybe that deer for, for once got the wilderness. put. Maybe it once got put in an ankle lock by Shaw Mason, who also was going to be on the show, taking on Riley. Oh, that's what they call a segue in the business. Did you like that? <laughs> Shaw Mason. He's Is he impressing you? Don't you think? Uh, yes. Um, because... <laughs> the, the first time I ever met Shaw Mason uh-huh. was at the school. And uh, <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I remember this. He, I don't know. Like, I must have been wearing, like, a it's a horror movie. He had a Halloween teacher or hoodie on or something, I think. And he was just like, hey. <laughs> like, first of all, none of these students even acknowledge I exist. So uh, this guy's just like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, what's up? And he's like, check this. I, can I show you something? I'm like, sure. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And he like goes into his bag and he pulls out a Jason Voorhees uh, necklace pendant that's <laughs> on his necklace. He's like, it's pretty sweet, huh? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, hey, I work at the exchange. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yeah, this is a pretty cool necklace, right? I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I was so confused. And I was like, yeah, cool necklace, man. I don't know. I didn't know what to say. Like, do you work out here, dude? Who are you? I was so confused. You didn't even know that he was a student yet. Yeah, I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Show me his Jason Voorhees necklace. Uh, so I had very low hopes for Brian Shaw, or Shaw Mason, sorry. Breaking <laughs> oh, kayfabe. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I had very low hopes for him. So uh, he is uh, he's impressing uh, quite a bit. I, uh, on that note, I also had low hopes for him because... I have never told this story. When we did go for broke, uh, he originally was chosen as someone that could be dependent upon to help me out with the backstage stuff and audio and all those things or, or gather. Like he was supposed to gather people because it was when we were doing, um, I think maybe the second shooting because the first shooting was, uh, it was so busy and, and everything. And we're like, look, I'm running around so much. We really need somebody that gathers people for these backstage segments. As I pull back the curtain a little bit here, um, puts people where they need to be, just goes to let them know, hey, you're up next for this match or you're up next. We need you in this position so that we can shoot this backstage thing. And it was it was uh, Coach uh, 
Porter O'Shea, who was like, oh, no, no, I know this kid. He's a great kid, great kid. He can, he's so dependable. He could do this, he could do this. And, you know, first segment happens. I got the people in place. Next segment happens. I have no idea where anybody is. And I have no idea where Shaw Mason is. So I have to go track down Shaw Mason. And we're obviously, we're on limited time. No freaking clue where he is. I go, hey, man, I thought you were supposed to grab these people. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So then I had to go grab the people. I was like, all right, man, can you make sure you get the next one? Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Where's the sheet? It's right there, right where you left it. I gave it to you. Okay, no problem. Fine, go back. I shoot the stuff. We shoot a match. I shoot some other things with the people that were there. And next thing I go, all right, next up, guys, come on over here. And I go to where I'm supposed to be. Nobody is there. I go, guys, where's this person? Where, you guys know where Shaw Mason is? Uh, no, where's you fucking kidding me? This kid again is not here. And I go and I look, and I go, hey man, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I was watching the matches. What do you mean you're watching the matches? That's not what you're here to do right now, dude. I need you to help me out with this. Like, you watch the matches when we put the show out, you know, like, or, or watch them later. But I need you to help me with this stuff right now. What low, a low expectations for him. I had low expectations for him. Yeah. Low. I was like, man, I was like, I, I went to coach. I go, dude, I don't know if your guy's going to make it. No. Then somebody said, on. somebody said he's in college. I said, this guy's in college. <laughs> he's always oh, a good kid. I said, he might be a good kid, but I Man, I was like, I could not depend on him. This was terrible. Now, since then. Now we got another one, too. His brother's training. Oh, know. yeah? He hasn't shown me a necklace yet, though, so maybe he's a little better than Shaw. But, uh, but listen, those were those were the expectations then. He is a good kid. You know, he, he's, no, he's been, really, he's, he's he's been really, very steady he's, and dependable. And, uh, he's he, really he come a long hard. way. Yeah. He's really come a long way. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Not to, I don't want to keep busting on him, but. Man, did I have like low hopes for him. I just like, I thought like it was a hidden camera show or something. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> well, because he's very athletic. We knew that, right? Like, we, if you went to training and you saw him, be like, man, wow, this kid's really athletic. Um, you know, he likes to talk and show personality. He did all that stuff, but it was just everything else is like, all right, dude. <laughs> Tell you what, I wasn't of, impressed with Swaggy B, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> You didn't like those bars, those as the kids call them, that swaggy beat. Wait, man, can I do it again? No, the show's happening, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you go do it again. This is not go for broke, buddy. Uh. <laughs> we also got to talk about the main event. Yeah. Chase Oliver. Chase Oliver. Taking on Derek Dillinger for the intense title. The intense title. It's gonna be big Ziggy, big Zig in the corner. What's the fan duel odds on this one? Home turf for Chase Home Oliver. Home turf this for is, Chase Oliver. This is like his uh Dolph Ziggler, Mike the Miz moment, right? Those guys are from various places, but every time they come home to Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland, Ohio. I mean Chase Oliver, folks. What do you mean? Shoot for real, Youngstown, like Ohio. West Park and West Park and Parma? <laughs> Pretty much the same place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh Chase Oliver, graduate of Youngstown State University, you know, hanging out with Jim Trust. Crazy, t- crazy stress and temper uh, since taking over the production. So who, th- who knows what's going to happen to Derek Dillinger? Yeah, he's going to let it all out on Derek Dillinger. I'll tell you what, if this was uh, an intense title match uh, via headset, Chase Oliver probably would, you know, 
beat the brakes off Derek Dillinger here. But Jeez. this is going to happen Oliver in the ring. Like, at the outpost, Chase Oliver was like freaking out. He's like, man, how stressed are you in days like today? I was like, today? <laughs> Not particularly that stressed. You know, like. Until I just uh, saw you. We're at the out. We're at the, we're at the outpost, and our our hopes are to get a hundred people in here. Like, uh, far more stressful days on the calendar coming up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> far more stressful days ahead. You know, I was like, dude, there's not even like this is what I said. I was like, there's not even a flight today. Like, I couldn't be like any calmer. You know, like. <laughs> I'm not relying on a on a flight to land today to save we the have, show. Uh, we have a segment where two of our stop, top stars are going to have been drinking at the bar and then walk into the ring, <laughs> APA style. Uh, not a lot of stress. It's gonna be all right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think Saturday is a really good lineup. Um, I believe. As long as the connection and all that stuff lines up, we will stream live uh, on Fight Plus as well. There you go. There you go, folks. Heard it here first. It's a maybe. We're gonna try. I mean, it's going on the calendar. It's going on the calendar today, and then. I mean, if it all falls apart, it all falls apart. You know. So really, all right. Look, folks. If you're trying to make some FanDuel odds here on this one, uh, the fact that Chase Oliver will have worked through all of the stress leading up to the main event. Now he has had, because a lot of times he's on earlier in the show, but the fact that he is going to be helping and running production all the way up until the main event, he is just going to get angrier and angrier and angrier. It's going to be a slow burn. And then he's going to get in that ring with Derek Dillinger and have the opportunity to finally let it all out. This is arguably, I know last last uh, last weekend was tough, Derek Dillinger in a four way. But oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be far tougher, dude. Like you've never seen Oof. anger anger like uh, until you've looked in the Chase Oliver's eyes in the gorilla position during a live fight plus stream. <laughs> I mean, there's darkness behind those eyes. And I think it's all going to come out on Derek Dillinger this Saturday night. And Ziggy yeah. better have her head on a swivel because she's not safe either. Oh, she's been taken out by Chase uh, Oliver before. <laughs> he might kill somebody this Saturday. I don't know. <sighs> Allegedly or whatever it won't get me sued. Yeah, better check out the insurance. It really happens. Oh, yeah, not happening. We're just kidding, folks. Uh, in ge- it's, uh, you know, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a word for it. Being... It's a, it's a metaphor or whatever. What's the word? Looking for. It's a joke, it's but a, there's a there's a technical term. Hyperbole. That's what I was going with there. I missed that day at school. <laughs> Point is, this intense title match is going to be intense. Uh, so, uh, but speaking of though, I yeah. I did think of one more shout out. You got to shout out observational banter, aka. The observational oh, yeah. director, aka the observational producer, uh, really took charge this Saturday in Akron with the absence of Chase Oliver. Um, I know how to set everything up. You know, I did it the first. You know, Chase and I worked it out those first few times. Uh, I did the one show completely by myself. Uh, 
I wanted to see if anybody could do it. And observational banter stepped up, got everything together, figured everything out on his own, directed and cut the entire show. Um, and I, I gotta say, it couldn't be, couldn't be prouder of somebody to offer to jump into the fire like that and succeed, you know, Mm -hmm. first stream. I think that we had no internet stream dropouts during the stream. Like, uh, obviously the, the audio wasn't perfect, but, uh, it wasn't inaudible either, you know? Uh, so wanted to give him his props. Uh, I thought he did a great job and put an incredible amount of pressure on himself when he didn't have to. And, uh, I very well would have, uh, sat there and did it, but, uh, he stepped up and, uh, it, you know, it, it actually worked out because Wadsworth was running late. Uh, Dustin Alberti had to, uh, cancel, uh, Nathan Zagura, I think was in Hawaii or some foreign country. So, you know, uh, there were no commentators <laughs> and, uh, I had to commentate the whole first half of the show. So shout out to observational banter. Um, and then, you know, when I was done, he said, you know, he was just going to keep rolling. So, um, took a little bit of, uh, pressure off me so I could float and, you know, do what I need to do to run the show and, you know, uh, talk with talent and, you know, keep the show moving and flowing. So, um, yeah, I didn't want to stop recording without giving him a shout out because, uh, listen, we ask people to jump in and help all the time and it is crickets and most people would rather run and hide or whatever, uh, from the school than step into a, uh, a super important job, which could go terribly wrong. Uh, most people would not offer to do that, and uh, he did. So uh, he deserves all the props in the world for uh, stepping out of his comfort zone and just kind of jumping into it head first. Yeah, he does. He did. He did such a great job. I mean, we all told him that, but um, it deserves to be said. Certainly, on here, make it for for public knowledge. Just uh, you know, like you said. I mean, really, it, it gives you the confidence and the faith that. And and we joked about Chase Oliver being stressed, but he you hope that it can take a little bit of less stress off of him. Doesn't have to be right. him the entire time. You know, he can right. hey, my match is coming up in three matches. I really need this time to stretch and warm up. And now he doesn't have to be sitting there or go get geared up and then sit right back down. It's like, hey man, go go over there. Go get in your gear. Go stretch out. Go warm up. Whatever you need to do. Take that time. Go relax a little bit. You got somebody that's got this now. Um, and it's just right to be able to have another person in general um, for a lot of things. Because that, that happens with a lot of the stuff that we do. People don't realize behind the scenes or, or on the front lines. Man, it's so important to, at the very least, have that backup person. And, uh, you know, to say, to call observational banner banter a, uh, a backup person with the job that he did was, is just 
not giving him enough props, you know, because, uh, no, he did, he did great. And, you know, you got a shout out X who stepped up, you know, yep. and, and offered to, to run the camera, Ethan, who has been working, you know, in the, you know, in the production realm of, you know, these departments, um, you know, running the hard cam and, and, and working on stuff and, uh, probationary, uh, AIW production person, Edward Bats, Bates, Edward Bats or Bates, however you pronounce it. Uh, also, John, uh, John Edward. Yeah. John, John Bats, we'll call him, uh, officially. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's also, uh, Been doing an okay job, I'll say. You know, he uh, I haven't had to yell at him yet, so yeah. Sc- fucking like that, uh, Scoops like that. needs to just you know stay on the other side of the curtain and hold the camera, and things will go all right. But um, you know the 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 ragtag team that we've put together, I think, um, for virtually no experience doing any of this stuff. Uh, I, I think we're doing we're doing well and you know we own and know that the commentary and the audio has not been totally figured out yet and it's gonna be uh, a continuing trial and error and learning curve until we get it but you know uh, to where we were at knowing virtually nothing other than like, YouTube how to videos and you know Chase did go to school for stuff like this but he didn't go to school for live streaming you know what I mean it's a different t- totally different thing so right um we've put together this you know the the bad news bears uh, ragtag group of uh production people and uh we are doing okay you know we're not doing perfect we're we're not doing totally awful either so Honestly, I'll take it. Yeah. And hey, we're having fun doing it, you know, for the most part. Everybody except for Chase Oliver. Uh, so watch out, Derek Dillinger. It's all coming all coming to you this Saturday in the main event, the intense title match. Derek Dillinger, big zig in his corner, taking on and Chase we do Oliver. Have, we, we have plenty of tickets left. Um, it is going to be very limited seating. Those are going to be first come, first serve. Uh the the room kind of goes up, so there'll be like different places to sit and stand and things like that. It's an interesting layout of the room. But if you're coming, you know it's all GA, so like nobody is guaranteed a seat, you know. And especially for this first one, maybe only one. We'll see. But uh, uh, until we figure out how to, how to totally lay out the room, if we come back in the future, uh, maybe we can do premium seating. But for now, it's old school AW style. First come, first serve. Whoever uh, you know gets in first gets closest to the ring, and then you know when you get there, you get there. Um, Sandman will be signing from six thirty to seven thirty, and then maybe briefly during intermission, and uh, okay. that's it. So um, he will not be at Toy Ohio. Um, he is ex- appearing exclusively at uh, the AW show. So if you want to uh, hang out with the Sandman, meet the Sandman, drink a beer with the Sandman, talk to the Sandman about golf, any of that, golf. you got to come to AIW at the Westside Bolt this Saturday. There you go. For This aggression will not stand, man, uh, with the Sandman. Um, 
What else can I ask you here real quick? Yes, folks, there will be food available. I think you mentioned that at the top of the show, but for anybody wondering, there will be food as well as drinks, all sorts of concessions uh, at the West Side Bowl. They typically always do. They've got a full-on restaurant, essentially, I believe, in there. So uh, plenty of options available from that standpoint. One thing before we wrap up, John Thorne, because we are a little over a month out from that March 24th show. Uh, and folks are wondering about tickets. I've told folks, stay tuned to at AI wrestling I, I, on social media and AI wrestling.com. But if we have any, uh, indicator, here. I got a little, I, I did get a little news on that. It's like, it was almost ready to go live today. Um, so what's going to happen is when we get the link, it's going to be locked. Uh, we were going to post that to the early bird special section on our Patreon. Um, they will get a special pre-sale code and then they will get first dibs. Um, from there, I'll give them a day or so. Uh, our email list will then get the link and the special pre-sale code. So the pre the, the secret pre-sale is probably going to go on for about a week between Patreon and the email list. Then, uh, whatever is left after that will go live uh, to the public. There you go, folks. There is your answer. Um, true. I think we covered a whole lot of ground here on this one. Uh, any anything? Any final thoughts as we wrap this up, John Thorne? No, I'm just looking. You know, I, I looked, and the West Side Bowl does have a full kitchen yeah. menu. Uh, pierogi pizza. Oh, you love a good pierogi pizza. They got, uh, what else do they got? JoJo's. Love a good JoJo fry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Philly cheesesteaks, burgers, hot dogs, corn dogs. This is is like right up my alley here. This this. is your kind of place right here. This is about as exotic as you get with these items. I don't mess with with the gyros. They got some gyros. Oh yeah, well I can mess with one of those, sure. Down with that. Salads. They got all kinds of cool pizzas. Uh, you know, full full bar beers. Brunch until four p.m. Yeah, I mean, should be a good time. Uh, all I'm gonna ask is you guys run, you know, get some food, get some drinks, make them understand that you want us to come back to this venue. And uh, if you guys do that, hopefully we can ha- handle the rest and, and lock down some more dates and, and work out a uh, reasonable deal uh, to where we come to Youngstown more than this. You know, first time in 16 years. So um, we're, we're hopeful that we can make it a regular thing. As I said at the top of the show, there's, you know, a lot of different things happening, but uh, I'm confident that uh, we can pack this place and uh, – Make them understand that uh, this could be a great relationship going forward with the West Side Bowl. There you go. There you have it, folks. So grab your tickets as some are still remaining. Keep an eye out for other tickets to come for future AIW shows. Uh, all the links at AI Wrestling or AIWrestling.com. So much happening. Definitely you want to check out the Sandman meet and greet plus the amazing lineup of matches that we have 
and uh, potentially we'll see some of you at Ohio as well this coming weekend. Uh, that is going to do it for us here. For AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. Were th- we Yes. Were there any questions in the Discord? Uh, we covered them, actually, to be honest. Oh, all right. That's the questions were food, ticket sales, uh, anybody me. from Toy Ohio going to be on the show? That would include uh, certainly Space Monkey. Uh, as, not, as of now, it's just Space Monkey. So, Ooh, the card is always going to change, folks. And I think that was about... It's a oh, random question. Any conclusion to the storyline that Chess Flexor was the owner of AIW? As we helped defeat Nixon and took the Duke's stake in the company. He hasn't been seen since, or something like that. Maybe he still owns it. You don't yeah, know. You never know. You never know. We're not a publicly traded company. No. Who knows? You never know who owns never this know. company. Anything can happen. Yeah. It's like a knives out mystery. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, all right. That's about it, folks. Oh, also question of, do you know where people will be waiting to go inside the venue on March 24th? Will they be waiting outside or inside? That we don't know yet. No clue, honestly. We could try to get an answer for you, but no We'll, we'll know that day. We'll know that day. Yeah. All right. About rubs it up. Thanks for okay. tuning in, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time right here on AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Oh, man, they got mac and cheese, fried mac and cheese bites here. Oh, you love those. Boom, boom, Coca-Cola. <laughs>